0: Welcome back to Jim and Pat's Glasgow West End Chat. This is our first official Jim and Pat's West End Chat podcast since the lockdown started about a year ago. And this is episode 88 of the podcast. And because it's a special comeback episode, there's a phrase for you. Uh, Pat is speaking to Elspeth King. And I'm sure you know who Elspeth King is, she is the, or she was the curator of the People's Palace Museum, and right now she's actually talking to Pat because she's an activist fighting to save uh, Glasgow's Winter Gardens, which is the gardens that's attached to the museum. So as well as being the curator of the People's Palace, which is much loved and much uh, heralded, awarded. Uh, museum in Glasgow's East End. Elspeth is also a writer and social historian, director of the Stirling Museum Art Gallery and Museum. She has been director of the Stirling Smith Art Gallery Museum and Museum, an honorary doctor of the University of Stirling in 2005, which she was awarded for her outstanding work in developing Scottish museums and promoting Scottish history and culture. And as I said, she's now a prominent activist with the Save the Winter Gardens campaign, fighting to ensure that Glasgow does not lose this iconic venue. So that's that's our uh, our guest today. Now I have to just say before, before we listen to it, because we haven't done the podcast for quite a wee while, we discovered after we did the podcast that there are some sound issues, uh, mainly with Pat the end of the conversation, it tends to break up, and it's very crackly, which is something we'll need to sort out for the next time. So I apologise up front for that, uh, hopefully it doesn't spoil your enjoyment too much. So let's go on, this is Pat chatting to Elspeth King. Hi Elspeth.
1: Hello. Hi there, oh, can you hear me? Hello. Yeah. I think we're ready to go. This is my first my first Zoom. Um That's I've been great. on Zoom. I've yeah. not, not had a chat with anyone through me setting up the, the Zoom before. So uh-huh. You had an experiment, Elspeth. <laughs> <laughs>
2: anyway. Lovely to I'd see I'd just like to say I it's great to see you, and I'd just like to thank you for that lovely, extended, warm. Um, letter and link of support that you gave to uh, our application for the mm-hmm. World Monument Fund in 2022. That was so generous and so welcome for it to be not just a letter, but something which was online and visible to the rest of the world as well. Mm-hmm. means an awful lot to all of us, so mm-hmm. thank you.
1: Well, thanks very much. I mean, I was really very keen to do it. You know, it wasn't a it wasn't a um, an onerous um, job to do. You know, of course we, we kind of connected through my friend Izzy Wilson and very passionate about the um Save the Winter Garden campaign. And Aye. she she had said to me, Do you think you could do a letter of support? Well Aye. um I would I would do it, do it for for um Izzy, but it, it, you know when I found out more about it, I was just kind of thinking, oh, my God, you know, what on earth is happening, you know? I can't possibly shut the winter gardens. Oh, well. (laughs) It's it's been like that for a long time. (laughs) What what I can't understand is that on the Glasgow Life Museum's website, it's kind of um, saying... You know, the plan is to um repair the glass house and um you know what but you know they include it within the people's palace, that is sort of more or less saying that it will be reopening. So you know I can't understand why they're saying that when that seems not to be the plan at all. Yes,
2: well, um the fits um major difficulties because of COVID-19, of course, mm-hmm. and they want to shed so many um, commitments, facilities, venues, as they call them, uh, referring to other museums and buildings, you know, libraries, everything's up for grabs mm-hmm. at the moment. Mm-hmm. And it's a very trying time for everybody, I think.
1: Yeah, I've seen the 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 libraries. I mean, that's absolutely unbelievable and not going to work very well with closing attainment gaps and whatnot. But um, the other thing that that I think particularly seems so stupid is with the COP26 coming up. You know, it doesn't seem to fit with this idea of um, climate change and sustainability and biodiversity or let's close the winter gardens. You know, in this big- Well, it's been shut for the best part
2: of three years now and it's a metaphor for the state that the world's in, you know. I mean, it should be a shining example um, of how to handle climate change. It should be a teaching place for that very purpose, but it's sitting... Um, I don't know what it's like in the inside. Nobody knows what it's like in the inside because they painted all the windows from the museum looking in. So it's totally blanked out and a lot of the plants were removed, you know. And it was to be uh, commissioned for other purposes. Um, Some sources were saying, um, and one was a council source that they were looking to... Uh, refurbish it for groups of up to 800 people with reduction uh, in the planting area. Well, the planting area is already reduced by about three quarters, you know, um, because of the the cafe and other facilities which are in there. Mm. So, uh, and it could hold 800, but there's been no news on the cost that will be involved. Um, how to best do it, and why it wasn't um, kept up. They knew that the party was, the life of the party was coming to an end in 2018, which was why um, the whole place was peremptorily closed uh, on the 31st of December 2018. But they knew that for many years uh, in advance, so no preparation was done for that. For the, the renewal, so it seems like mm, maybe this place isn't so popular and we'll just keep it closed or whatever. We don't
1: know. We don't know the real story, so. Well, I mean, you feel that there's so, so many opportunities and more opportunities now related to climate change and, you know, there's, there's, there's so many new courses at universities and so much more research could be linking into all of that and really you know making if Glasgow is going to be the place where they have the COP26 really show the the commitment to that you know, the, you know apart from anything else the you know I was I was reading your um I had it but I drag it out again your fabulous book Oh, aye. I... I'd be a bit bothered refreshing myself because I can hardly see a thing these days unless I'm in, in and Kindle. But, um, <laughs> but um, I mean, what um, struck me again when I was reading it was the kind of uniqueness, you know, that such... A, I... And from the outset, this... bit you wish you had another Bailey Bilsling going about these days. But his vision was so unique and... Yeah. And it seems to have been, like, probably the only place in the world that had this, yeah. you know, the the gardens, the museum, the picture gallery, and, and a, as I've talked about now, a venue, you know, where uh-huh. people could perform. And yes. And to have that is, is a wonderful thing to have. To let it go is beyond disgraceful. You know, yes. you, uh-huh. you just can't understand you know, why, you know, how that could even be considered? Aye,
2: aye. well, there's there's a long history of uh, not wanting it, um, which started in 1966 with um, a plan to demolish all the glass houses in Glasgow, with the exception of Botanic Gardens. And there was such a cry at that time, you know, you can't do this, how dare you do this? You know, they're there because we need them, mm-hmm. um, that demolitions were stopped in many places, including the Winter G- Gardens in Glasgow Green, but they remained closed. So from 1966 to 1978, the Winter Gardens were totally closed, um, awaiting demolition. <laughs> mm-hmm. Demolition never arrived, mm-hmm. neither did any Mm -hmm. uh plan to (laughs) restore or enhance Mm -hmm. we just opened the doors you know Mm -hmm. and from there on then it was a struggle Mm -hmm. to get the resources to get the repairs done Mm -hmm. to to get the maintenance Mm -hmm. um i remember the the heating uh totally failed one winter and um a glasgow businessman uh thought this this was terrible and he uh pulled all his resources together and got um Hessean to wrap the palm trees in to keep them warm, to let them survive. Mm-hmm. Uh it was wonderful. You a labor, that
1: was a labour of love. Some somebody with that passion. But um that was way back when did you say that was nineteen? 19- that, that would be about 1979,
2: 80. Right. His name was Arthur Livingston, right. and he was Jewish. He's now gone, back to, he's gone to Israel to live since, uh, but he had uh, a knowledge and a love of tropical plants, and he got these resources to save the plants, and we, we got them all wrapped up. Uh, and their
1: hessian to see us through to the Mm -hmm. the boilers got fixed. But Um, it's it's interesting um, you saying that only Botanic Gardens was um, going to be kept because you do kind of feel that the East End always gets the rough deal. Yes. And and it's so... the, The kind of other side of that is it's had so much money so many over the years so many um, different schemes regeneration right back to here and then the of course the Commonwealth games and all that money going in which was supposed to leave a legacy mm-hmm. so it's kind of going it's going against so much and I mean we're now in the well, 21st century when you know, there should really be, there should be a much greater degree of awareness about about these things. Certainly, within the, the among the politicians.
2: Yes, the, the money always seems to disappear or slide off somewhere else, or is used for for something else. And on the gear plan, um, the museum in Winter Garden was listed as not fit for purpose and would be moved elsewhere um without giving it any thought whatsoever um it would it was to move within the next five years or sooner if the fire master um continued to deem it unsafe you know the when the museum survived um the better part of um 90 years without any fire escape and the so-called extension that was built in 1987-88 uh, was a couple of towers. Uh, one was a lift, and one was a fire
1: escape, to make the building accessible. I mean, it is such a, be- such a beautiful place, and it can lend itself to so much. It, c- it could be making quite a lot of money. You know, it's I a mean, wonderful
2: I- building. A wonderful building by Alexander B. McDonald, who um, was a successor to uh or what's his name um he he became city engineer in about um 1890 and uh built so many fine buildings throughout the city Uh, a lot of the city improvement trust buildings um a lovely water is it a water or electricity works at uh almost diagonally opposite the art galleries in Red Sandstone, which is sitting in a derelict condition at the moment. Um, The lovely police and court building in Turnbull Street, also Red Sandstone, sitting in a derelict condition. And he's he's one of the outstanding civic Mm -hmm. architects of Scotland, mm -hmm. this man. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just such a shame. It's a
1: a disgrace. A lot of the Alexander Greek thompson buildings are, are in the same state. We we used to live yes. in we used to live in Oakfield Avenue and there was a building at the end of the street and a beautiful, beautiful building with like trees and weeds growing out the roof. You know, oh, it's, yes, a, yes. a beautiful Alexander Creek Thompson building. You know, it's um more you you would think that other, other cities there would be like seizing upon these places to care for them
2: i know i know um the unacknowledged uh, buildings that he did do include um the two gate lodges to the botanic gardens these two houses that Mm -hmm. flank the entrance into botanic Mm -hmm. gardens by ab Macdonald as well Mm um so it, it various styles but um the good red sandstone one in which um, the palace is built and it's got some very fine statues on it too um, they're all really worthy of uh, mm-hmm. preservation,
1: mm-hmm. Cherishing mm-hmm. and looking after mm-hmm. I mean the people's palace is fantastic and a lot of that is actually down to you and, and the work you did there which was unbelievable you know, well, I've it's... got
2: some great predecessors as well I've been mm-hmm. trying to track down more information on Elspeth Gally who was Uh, the youngest ever curator appointed there at the age of 21. That's amazing. Uh, She was a West End girl, (laughs) and she did some wonderful, wonderful work. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, she got the building not all that long after the old Glasgow collection, so-called, had been moved from Kelvin Grove to the People's Palace. Um, not because they wanted a social history museum, but because um, a big collection of arms and armour were incoming. I remember Um, that. So, you know, this huge acquisition of uh, arms and armour of European importance was being acquired by Kelvin Grove and something had to go to make way for it. So it was the old Glasgow Room. So the content (laughs) there, oh, send it to the People's Palace. (laughs) uh, And it became the old Glasgow Museum. Well, um, Elspeth Galley told me that she had a similar trying time just to get resources to get anything done. But it was she who created... The single end and the Victorian parlour displays, you know. I love
1: the single end. It's
2: fabulous. She put the social back into social history, you know, and uh, she did a great work.
1: uh,
2: That is great. But uh, she wanted to marry and have children, and that was impossible in Glasgow museums. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so she was out, I think, in oh 1955, 56, and she married the great Bill Buchanan, head of the Arts Council. To be uh, had four children and a different life, you know. But um, oh, what a wonderful woman mm-hmm. she was!
1: Mm-hmm. So she she did so mm-hmm. much too. Mm-hmm. No, but, <clears throat> I mean your <clears throat> your own work there. I mean. It really was, it was was pretty amazing, and amazing to win those fabulous awards. And, you know, it wasn't a big museum and it wasn't Mm -hmm. getting money pumped into it. And you won two pretty prestigious awards while you were there. Yeah, um, it
2: it was uh, my partner, Michael's, Michael Donnelly's Stained Glass Mm -hmm. um, Exhibition in 1981 got the European Museum of the Year Award for temporary exhibitions, Mm -hmm. which was wonderful. um, Because, uh, you know, the the collecting was done from scratch Mm -hmm. because so many churches were coming down, so many public buildings with wonderful glass and um, and nobody was caring Mm -hmm. and nobody knew anything about the glass. And it came as a surprise to us that most of it was designed and manufactured in Glasgow. And it was a subsidiary industry of shipbuilding originally. And uh, because of the building trade, it remained a a significant industry. We had about 30 studios at um, at its height, you know. So that was a great... um, development in as much as um Scottish stained glass had never been acknowledged uh, by anybody before um was stained glass really made here or did it come from someplace else that we don't know about Mm -hmm. but um it was at that particular time as well when um, there were a few studios left who'd acquired um the cartoons and the drawings from other studios as they closed down. So there were key studios that uh, Michael visited, recorded and collected from, you know, to to make up this fabulous collection. Mm -hmm. And um, it's one one of the glories of Glasgow's history is its stained glass heritage. Yeah. um, And sadly, there's nothing on show for it.
1: The only place, um, you know, of recent years that I've seen uh, not a lot but in some of the same glass is up in Mary Hills Mary Hill, they, they refurbished the community halls up there Aye, and That's that's
2: the glass from the People's <coughs> Palace um, Is it? The, the Mary Hill Borough Halls glass came to the People's Palace in I think 1966 when um, Mary Hill Borough Hall was taken over by the police department and the police didn't want the glass in there. So um, the, uh, one, one of the um, engineers from the architect's department had it removed and brought to the People's Palace. And um, it was the Trades and Industries of Mary Hill, basically done by mm. Stephen Adam. <clears throat> And (coughs) they are wonderful. And we had them in each each window in the mid-flat of the People's Palace. And um, looking at the signature panel, it seemed to say um, Adam C. Hall or something or other. And what it actually said was Adam and Small, which was (laughs) even Adam (coughs) and David Small had worked together. And using that very, uh, you know, basic information, uh, Michael worked out the whole history of Stephen Adam uh, as a stained glass artist in, mm-hmm. in Glasgow. And that's what's unusual about Glasgow stained glass, a lot of it's secular. Mm-hmm. And these Mary Hill a Hall panels are uh,
1: <coughs> outstanding. They're lovely. Yeah. They're <clears throat> and as you see, they capture the industry. And uh-huh. on the canals, no, they were uh-huh. there. And I love them. <clears throat> the other, excuse me, <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, the other thing that I really like um, at the People's Path, the, the, the well, captures the social history and so many, you know, sort of big, big, big events and like the labour movement and the suffragettes and whatnot, but I nice. love um, the the closes and the the, the type, you know the close art and nice. capturing nice. that because that's something else. Some closes you can get into still today and think, "Oh my God, this is fabulous." I know, but, I know. Um, but um, so much of that has been lost. So I know
2: they were so universal at one time, mm-hmm. and now everybody has security doors on the closest so you can't go exploring. But in the seventies and eighties, I mean, it was like it was like a war zone certain parts of Glasgow, and we used to go out with a a butterfly a, a chisel and a hammer just to collect close tiles from buildings that were getting demolished. You know, and we mm-hmm. uh, it did extend. Did collecting in Springburn and uh, Brigton and Denison uh, mm-hmm. on the south side, you know, you name it, where buildings mm-hmm. were coming down, we, we collected the tiles. Mm-hmm. I think that's how I first fell in love with Glasgow, with realizing just how much public art there was. Exactly. Yeah. Our living premises. You Absolutely.
1: Not no, really, really amazing. Uh, um... I was good friends with Alistair Gray, Elspeth. Um, uh-huh. and he spoke of you often. You know, he was oh, a well, big, big fan of yours, I know. <laughs> and um, and um, I love what is you know written about you as well, and how y'all you, you get tore in, you know, and you were the, the, the curator, but you were there in the backgrounds. So wiping off the muck and (laughs) sorting everything out in an absolute total total um commitment and then that was a pretty inspired um and lucky for Alistair and they really appreciated it but when he was the artist recorder of the the city and That was a
2: tricky and difficult thing um, to deliver because um, the only good artists as far as the art galleries were concerned were dead artists, you know, and you didn't really have living artists on the premises. (laughs) So we had to pretend that he was in recording what was already in the collection, but what he was actually doing was sketching people. So we asked him to do... Um, Glaswegians known and uh, Glaswegians not so well known and what a portrait of the city he created for us Mm -hmm. it was fabulous and that was for the 80th birthday of uh, the People's Palace at a time that was 22nd of January um, 1978 now that was still the time when It was thought we'd be moving someplace else and that the palace had to go and that the building wasn't worth anything and nobody ever went there. And uh, it was uh, an unsuitable building in a bad area. And Alistair did this wonderful work for us. And uh, when it opened to the public, it was a snowy January and I'll never forget seeing all the people come slipping and sliding (laughs) down the slope. To the front door just mm-hmm. to see what Alistair had done, mm-hmm. and it's for me that sealed the future of the palace as an, an organization mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. people could identify with it, and people mm-hmm. really enjoyed seeing contemporary Glasgow reflected back to them, mm-hmm. you know. And we tried to do uh, all sides of Glasgow so. For example, Teddy Taylor was the Conservative um, MP that Alistair chose to depict um, the Lord Provost with Labour, and he depicted him. Margot MacDonald was working as a journalist at that time, but she put Mm. on... Her, her coat and scarf and uh, shoes that she wore for the government by-election. <laughs> so and these people got to choose uh, which backgrounds they could go with as well. So Margot chose the black man in government. <laughs> and uh, we had the infamous Pastor Jack Glass <laughs> who chose... <laughs> The Knox statue up in
1: Glasgow. Oh my Choppel. goodness. It was just I know, fantastic. I know, and and he was so, um, I mean, he was so gifted, but so happy to get the opportunity because I think uh, at the time he was pretty skinned when he started I mean, doing it and it was a, a lifeline.
2: Well, it hadn't occurred to him. where had to go and make him sign on the door so that he could qualify to get the job creation job my oh. god that was the best use of that job
1: creation scheme ever <laughs>
2: <laughs> so i mean and it was all of glasgow the third eye center hadn't been long opened and it was tom mcgrath who was the director linda haas was the administrator and there was somebody else in the picture and he drew all of them at their desk but we mm-hmm. seen have to do more. So he made the wall of the building transparent. We have you into Sochie Hall Street, you know, I mean, the touches in what he did were just wonderful.
1: And uh, Glaswegians really related to that. Absolutely. No, because there were names that people were familiar with and then that part of the social history Had been, it needed to catch up. (laughs) I know.
2: Well, the the last time we'd had pictures done for the People's Palace had been in 1898 when (laughs) William Simpson had put together (laughs) watercolour drawings. (laughs) He'd done sketches which he'd titled Glasgow in the 1840s. So he redid these sketches as watercolour drawings and I mean they're fabulous there are no people
1: in them they're, they're oh, all be beautiful but that, mm-hmm.
2: that was the last time we'd had paintings done for the museum so you know 80 years later Alistair is coming in to say well this is Glasgow today and, and here we are and here are the people that make Glasgow mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. it it woke um, oh, there was a, a kind of cutting edge um hairdressing shop opened in the town centre and he, he went and d- done sketching there and, and did a very full picture of the inside and got a free haircut as
1: well right. <laughs> <laughs> and then did, um, one of the BBC in Fidel yes. McCook he, he did mm-hmm. uh, uh wh- which is lovely it's a beautiful um, it's really really, I really like uh, that uh, no, it's, it's um, no, it's, it's amazing and I mean it would be great when the um, People's Bells is that um, going to reopen soon? Actually? Well we, we don't know
2: um, I was originally told it wouldn't be open this year and I'm saying surely you're going to open it for COP26 and the borough will be open for COP26 and Bridget McConnell herself said Well, you know, COP26 isn't like the Commonwealth Games or City of Culture. It's locked down rather than open up. So more places will be locked up for Mm -hmm. security. And I don't see either the Borough or the People's Mm -hmm. Palace opening. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. then um, when I said this to somebody else, um, somebody else again took that back to Glasgow Life who said, Mm -hmm. um, on the contrary, we're thinking of opening it um, for the start of the school holidays. Mm-hmm. Well, that would be great if that mm-hmm. does happen.
1: Kelvin Grove's opened. Aye, aye. So so they should open their, there's no reason to open one and not another?
2: Well, um, province lordships closed mm-hmm. permanently mm-hmm. and the Museum of Religion. Mm-hmm. And these three together with the, the, the lordship Museum of religion and the palace constitute the social history collections really for mm-hmm. the city. You know, mm-hmm. um, a lot of palace material is in uh, the museum of religion, and mm-hmm. always province lordship has been curated from the people's mm-hmm. palace from way back.
1: Mm-hmm. So, so um, you in um, part of the the campaign, you had to. Um, particular bid to get onto the world monument to get the winter gardens onto the world world monuments. So um, has, that, has, has that gone ahead, um, did you put have you submitted we've, that we've made the
2: applic- we've made the application yours was a shining light among the 50 um, messages and letters that went with it. Um, It had to be in by the 1st of May, so we've done that. But, you know, they get 300 applications every year for World Monuments Watch. So we just keep our fingers crossed and hope um, because they can shine a light um, from a world perspective uh, on the building and Mm -hmm. and, uh, how it should be managed. That
1: would be be great. It's quite hard carrying out a campaign, under these circumstances, you know, when you can't have sort of very visible, sort of, you know, demonstrations and whatnot, so that I, I know, I know, um, the but way. there's
2: there's other ways to demonstrate, and we're looking at that as well.
1: Okay, so so anything you can tell
2: me about? Um, well, uh, a recent demonstration on Glasgow Green, right beside the People's Palace, in which I, I participated was um, for uh, the uh, day for um, uh, workers who lost their lives at work, right? Mm -hmm. And um, it's a lady called Stasia Rice, who is uh, an artist, had made um, about, I would say, I think about 75 aprons, and hung them on the washing lines Mm -hmm. uh, with the names names of the people uh, who had lost their lives their age and uh, the works from which they died so all of the women who'd uh, died in the Templeton disaster of uh, 1890 Mm -hmm. were were there Mm -hmm. um, uh, on the washing line and uh, it was wonderful Mm -hmm. it fluttered in the breeze for Mm -hmm. a good few days and Mm -hmm. Um, it really brought the message home about, um, uh, you know, workers losing their lives through their yeah. work. Mm-hmm. Um, the Piper Alpha one was so uh, complicated, it had to be printed on all the names of the the, the guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I know. The, um, mm-hmm. And it worked very well as a demonstration Mm-hmm. And we didn't need to be with it, you know. No, but no, that, we were there and watching people walk up and down the lines of washing mm-hmm. and looking at
1: all the names and mm-hmm. the information. Well, that was a very, very it's a original idea, very effective. Uh, yeah. What about the um, how you can what's the best way that people can kind of support the um Save the Winter Garden campaign, Elspeth?
2: Um, We're still looking at ways to take that forward. The Winter Gardens has the green fence of no confidence round it. Usually the big strong fence that um, Glasgow City Council builds when a building is going to be demolished or um, kept far from public reach. And uh, there's such a fence round Springburn Winter Winter Gardens And that was put there, though, only after all the panes of glass had been smashed. there's another fence like that round um, the stables block at at Pollock. And the stables block also architecturally quite important. And you can see it rotting Mm -hmm. beyond this uh, green green fencing. Mm -hmm. So this green fencing is maybe going to have to carry a message to uh, get the the gardens opened up again. Mm-hmm. Um, people can go to our website and uh, you know make a donation if they want to do that. As a public group, we we don't want to charge money for what should be people's rights, but a um, uh, token five pounds is always welcomed. Absolutely, that it a-
1: all a- months so. on the website. Mm-hmm. In fact. Um, what about um, within the, the council or within the universities? Are, you know, other there people who are backing you and that can, you know, sort of fight fr- from their point of view? I mean, you would imagine with the, the sort of g- any green councillors, any green party councillors, yes. or the the maybe some of the um the the green MPs the MSPs that get voted in the other day yes. Maybe some of those some of them would be um worth approaching. we've been we've been round them before but we'll be going round again I mean, um I mean for I don't mean for you I know you but I know you that I mean I mean for um people people in Glasgow who don't want to see the winter gardens going. You know, might be an idea for them to speak to their councillors yes. and to um, speak to their the, the green, particularly the green. It shouldn't just be, but particularly with the, the green, um, MS, MSPs, they, you know, they should absolutely be um, just dis- disgusted at the idea to to, to go.
2: Yes, uh, they should, and they are. Um, Patrick Harvey's been a good support in the past. Um, recently, we wrote to all the candidates and got va- various answers back. So there's an awareness that the campaign will be, um, you know, gearing up as the restrictions are more and more lifted. Absolutely. And we're looking forward to that. But Anybody who can write to their um, MP, MSP or councillor and uh, feels who feels able to do that we really really welcome that because it keeps the the matter um in the forefront of people's minds uh it's you know it always seems to get forgotten about and um our, our main mm-hmm. issue is is to uh, you know keep it going
1: it's not fair because um If it was in the Merchant City or if it was in the West End, it wouldn't be happening. And even, like, in the South Side, lo and behold, anything would happen around the borough. You know, so the the East End should be... They should be working harder there. But
2: Glasgow has always made that choice of other people's culture over its own culture. And it's not a choice made by Glasgow people. It's a choice which is made at the council level. Um, uh, Maybe not even by the councillors, but by um, the people who are in charge of the facilities and the culture who have determined that um, other people's culture is what will make Glasgow uh, work again. That, That route was chosen in 1990. Uh, it still bears up today. Um, when the borough was being opened, uh, Springburn Winter Gardens were being closed. Now Springburn Winter Gardens, not a p- pane of glass intact, is still trying to get back off the ground. And the borough was being rebuilt, you know, and the money, there never seems to be any... Um, shortage of money when it comes to funding for the borough or for Kelvin Grove. Um, Toys for the Boys at the Transport Museum is is another thing um, Mm. which was allowed to develop because of certain people's predilections for um, wheel transport as opposed to shipping which got totally neglected you know. So We've got quite a lopsided mm-hmm. cultural uh, outlook in Glasgow, and that always needs to be rebalanced and corrected. Now, this year we're celebrating, or some are celebrating, hundred years of the Barras, right? Well, um, we—I well, we, I worked mm-hmm. at the people's palace Monday to Friday, but Saturday, Sunday, I was always at. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I was always <laughs> at the Barras. and. Uh, mm-hmm a lot of the collections come out mm. of the Barras. Mm. And I'll tell you, the Barras collection is just as important as the Borough collection.
1: Absolutely. So I, I'm I, going I,
2: to go, go to Glasgow Museums and say, come on, let's have the Barras collection. it. You know, I,
1: I used to have a, um, a stall in the square yard. Did you? Uh, yeah, and at Paddy's. Um, yeah, Hawker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, no when we go to the we used to go more often we used to teach him sad a because he loved the barrows he, he, he loved to get old um, no, I don't know how many saws. he had I think he had about a hundred but um, the barrows isn't what it used to be it's still, no, it's, no. it's still great but um, the th- I mean, like parties, you know, I, th- I think that uh, there's an awful sort of yeah, doubt in that nation. You know, tourists coming to just a city, I love not to go to markets anywhere, you know, whether it's food markets or, you know, vintage or whatever. Any place I go, I'm always trying to go to the market. And uh-huh. I'm you know, a lot more of the and the should never have let him. should never have let the it go, you know. No, I loved, I loved the Brickett
2: fashion, it was great. Listen, your, your recording's turning a bit crackly, is it okay?
1: I don't know, Maybe I'm moving about, it's my excitement. <laughs> <laughs> About, about. Sorry I interrupted you when you were talking about the, the barrens. No, no, and, and the brigate. Um,
2: oh, the, the, the wonders of the brigate. You could get anything there, you know. And it was open uh, what was it? Six days a week?
1: It wasn't, uh, open, it wasn't open on a Monday. On I, a Sunday. Uh, no, it wasn't open on a Sunday. It wasn't open on Sunday. I used to just go on Saturday, it was Julie, actually. He was his sister-in-law, Julie, and I had us all there for uh-huh. a, long, a long, long, long time. Uh-huh. Mostly vintage stuff. But, um, I went there for a long, long time before, um, because I, probably because I was always so skinned, you know, that uh-huh. I, um, I like to get... I was into vintage out of necessity before it ever became fashionable, <laughs> you know. Aye. Uh, clothing, mm-hmm. clothing, that- clothing, uh, and jewellery. Yes, I mean,
2: I got a green cloak in the bars uh, with a lovely hood on it, and the woman said sixteen pounds, and I thought she said sixty, <laughs> but I would have paid sixty, you know, because I love it so much, mm-hmm. and it was at that point I realised why, why, why isn't. Uh, why aren't these clothes fetching the money <laughs> they should fetch? No, you
1: know? uh, I mean the, the, the stuff you can get is unbelievable. You know, um, Anna, who has started standing night in that in, in yes. them, well, um, Anna has got a huge section of the square yard, and Anna, um, well, she provides in the downtown. She provided a lot of the clothes, oh, so there's that. Uh, even that. I just think that all of that kind of side of things has never been developed, and you know, I know, I know.
2: I mean, I, I never, I never stopped going to the bars really, um, and when I was desperate for stuff for other places, for example, um, I was doing an exhibition in Sterling called uh, the Stirling Girl. Um, after a, a wonderful image created in 1928 by an artist John J. Matheson and uh, the Sterling Girl was a, a flapper and so I thought oh, I need to go and get a flapper dress mm-hmm. and I got it uh, I think uh, in the square yard at the bar this wonderful beaded flapper dress which just was perfect oh, for the purpose, mm-hmm. you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
2: and no. um a, a local artist made the flapper's headdress, which was a cap um where the feather in it was the Wallace Monument. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um <laughs> Robert Bruce <laughs> was at her ear and mm-hmm. her choker was the bridge over the mm-hmm. fourth and well, stuff like fantastic.
1: that. That's but it was the barras that made
2: mm-hmm. that. It was mm-hmm. the barrage that made made that possible, you mm-hmm. know.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so the wonderful things you can still find there are, are legendary, Absolutely. and it would be, it would be great to have the Baris collection on show in the palace this year and invite folk t- um, to tell what is your best
1: bargain that you got at the Barras You know, the stories I know. will be, and it would be even better if that we run alongside the winter garden being open and have a, a vintage ball and yes. all the music and everybody all dressed up. I mean, that's the sort of things they should be, you know, thinking about. Yeah. Uh, you know, so many I remember
2: people. when the 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 loveliest night of the year ball was run by the Prince studio in the mm-hmm. Winter Gardens. Mm-hmm. It was fabulous. Mm-hmm. The Midsummer Night's
1: Ball. Yeah, I remember all those. And, all those. Yeah, yeah. And, and I've been to weddings there in the Winter mm-hmm. Gardens. A custom reception was there probably a bit, you know, about 20 years ago now, maybe. But it was just lovely because um, you had all the... And I've been at concerts there as well. You would have all the kind of... Um, everybody all together. But then I remember kind of going off with a um, cousin I hadn't seen in years and really we wandered around the gardens mm-hmm. away from the crowd and just, oh, it was, it was, yeah. just um just such a beautiful, beautiful place and all those precious plants oh, know, right. it's got it's got to stay, there's they're, they're just not gonna, gonna have to get their priorities changed. Well,
2: thank you for saying
1: that, and thank you for all the help you've given me. Well, oh, thank you, is it I mean, it's, it's just it, you know I love to hear all about it. It's really it's so interesting. We've got a fight on our hands. So, um, I'll be at your back. Anyway. So and um well, it's lovely to to see you and to chat about all these things. And hopefully, we'll catch up soon with you. Right, okay. And we'll have we'll see each other. Okay. Great. Right. Thanks very much, Elspeth. Good Thank luck. Thank
0: you. Right, cheers bye bye. 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 So, that was Pat chatting to Elspeth King. I do have to apologise again for the poor quality of the audio on Pat's side. It was always breaking up and it seemed to get worse. Uh, the further we got through the interview, I'll try and make sure that, that never happens again. And just because it's been such a while, and we hadn't, hadn't realised that it was going to be an issue, but it was either not put it out or put it out. So we decided to to put it out because you know Elspeth King is a a lovely and has a lovely person. She's got an interesting story to tell, and obviously we we'll want to put out the, the message about the winter gardens. Okay, I'll catch you the next time. I apologize again. See you later. Bye.